I'm Jesse. And I'm Josh. And this is Slice by Slice, a podcast where we dissect and discuss horror films by categories and subgenres, such as horror icons, deadites, franchises, and directors' bodies of work. And of course, we can't dissect and discuss these films in the detail we do without spoilers. You know, Josh, it's been a while since the last time, but technically we're still releasing an episode a month, just like we promised. Yeah, yeah. And and then next year it'll be every six months, and the year after that. No, 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 no wait, wait, no, wait, wait. We <laughs> did that a little bit last year. This year we said at least one a month. At least. Granted, it's been more than 30 days, but we are still in the next month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is not episode 80, the Andre Overdahl episode that you were promised. <laughs> that is getting recorded next weekend. <laughs> yes. This is episode 80, May 2023 update, where we're going to discuss a few fun things like seeing Bruce Campbell in a cave. Yeah. Renfield coming out. Yeah. Evil Dead Rise coming out. My nipples hard. Yeah. Yeah. These were three separate bonus episodes that were meant to be recorded the weekend of each event. Yes, they were. But I couldn't go to Bruce at the cave with Josh and Ginger like I thought I could. I think it was Easter weekend. It was something. I know I was working until 10 o'clock at night when you guys were driving. So that that was probably part of it because I remember you guys calling me. (laughs) Renfields, I was supposed to go see with them, and uh, I didn't get to go. So they saw it opening weekend. I saw it the following week. I went literally by myself, but I kind of like going to the movies by myself. It's relaxing. (sighs) And Evil Dead Rise, we did see together. Yeah, we did. And we're like, yeah, let's record this weekend. Didn't happen. So (laughs) instead of getting them like the weekend the movies came out, like – Actually, you know they're both available for streaming now, right? Yeah. That's nuts. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of quick. It was like a month, but it's like, shit, man. But at least we can talk about something and, and everybody's seen it or has the opportunity yeah. to see it. But since we are going to make this a full episode, because I have a feeling it's probably going to run a little long if we're talking about all three of these things, and we haven't really talked that much. No, so we're going to be goofy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And it was intentional because we wanted to record these three bonus episodes and wanted to make sure we had fresh, you know, dialogue going and then it got put off. So it's going to be crazy. But let's do uh, all the housekeeping stuff. There's a little something extra in here that we haven't gotten to do often. So I'm excited about that. But first off, news. Josh, let's just start with you. You got any Halloween Horror Nights news? I don't have any official news. There's not been any new announcements, but I'm ill prepared for this. But I do have rumor news <laughs> hang on i have to my lazy ass has to go back to a text that i sent okay so chucky still duh the uh <laughs> universal monsters everything's pointing towards it's gonna be something phantom of the opera set okay in paris but we don't know for sure of course the hard rumors still are uh last of us stranger things season four there has been a okay. leak that this year universal had to fight real hard to license two songs huh running up that hill and fucking master, and of, puppets. master of puppets yeah. yeah yeah so that's gotcha. what everybody's thinking now what's more interesting to me is the rumor mill for the originals which right now has landed on a cult-based house and people are saying think more wicker man midsummer cult house so that would be more folk horror then yes right exactly okay Dr. Oddfellow's Carnival, which is going into the the lore of HHN itself, past icons. Okay. Dragons that is allegedly going to be based on dueling dragons, the old dual roller coaster they used to have fire and ice. 
that they okay. tore that down during uh, one of the Harry Potter expansions, but they're talking about it being right. like medieval, da-da-da-da-da. It actually used to be there in the Harry Potter park. They rethemed it as a, like Harry Potter Triwizard Tournament or something. Yeah, they still have the statues. I stood there while Margie wrote it, you know, uh, but it's actually that's where Hagrid's is. They yep. tore it down to build Hagrid's. Okay, okay. And the last rumored original that I'm just stoked on, especially given recent episodes of ours, is Crossroads, as in Faustian Crossroads. Oh, oh. <laughs> Are we going to have Ralph Macchio oh, shred dude, some guitar licks? Dude, if only, if only. <laughs> I mean, Robert that Johnson would be okay. awesome. But, uh... <laughs> And Steve Vai, right? Steve Vai yes. was the devil's guitarist? Yes. Okay. Okay. We probably have some listeners right now that are like, what the fuck are they talking about? Go on YouTube and just type in Crossroads Guitar Battle. That's that's all yep. you need. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's all I got for HHN right now. Okay. Okay. I did gather some other news. There's a lot of shit. I just grabbed some that I thought were more interesting or pertinent to us. Okay. Or wide-reaching like this first one, the writer's strike right now. Yeah. Yeah, nothing, nothing's been written, and a lot of people that already, um, their studios already had shit tons of stuff pre-written, like directors and actors and stuff have stepped off. Well, you know what? Fuck it. Let let AI start writing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have seen that, sir. Um, so it, it's crazy. I mean, this happened back in 07. We're old. Like it that. feels like it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll get past it, but what's really crazy is... There's a lot of people that I've seen on Reddit recently that are they're proven to work in the industry on hit shows and they're regular Reddit commenters. And since they're on strike, they can talk about stuff more and they say how much they get paid. Oh, damn. And there's people that's been on podcasts and stuff. It's insane. Like uh, there's a show that I can't think which one it was right now. I think it's on Hulu. It won a bunch of awards recently and the lead writer for it apparently gets paid like $400 an episode or something. What? Yeah. See, that's that's horseshit. So then, yes, strike. I mean, I'm. Uh, we, <laughs> yeah. we could go off into a whole thing we're not going to. But, yeah, if you're getting treated like that, fuck them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you would think this is strike related, but it's not. But as of last night, and I guess I didn't say the date. This is May the 12th, yeah. 2023, which means, Josh, did you get the new Zelda game? I believe it came out today. Um, I haven't gotten it yet because I still haven't finished playing through Breath of the Wild, the first one. Oh, okay, so, okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've been being good, though. I haven't watched any review videos, any of the gotcha. playthrough videos. I'm trying to be good. I am doing the Diablo 4 SummerSlam beta this weekend to see if I can hit max level. Oh, the, nice. Before the weekend's over. And it's Mother's Day weekend, so it's going to be tricky. <laughs> but anyways, anyways, as of last night, 5-11, CW canceled the Winchesters, which I, I kind of saw coming. It wasn't great. It wasn't. But they also canceled every other show they have except for one, and they haven't decided which one of the two DC shows they're going to keep. There's one of <laughs> James Gunn wants them to keep, so it's probably going to be that one, which is the Superman and Lois show. It's crazy because another company bought CW. I think they're called Nexstar. It's something like that. And they want to get rid of all scripted television shows on the network, so they just canceled everything oh. because they say it costs money and it's easier for them to run Canadian and British reality TV. Oh, dear God. We don't need yeah, another yeah. MTV. Yeah. So that's what's <laughs> happening. But uh, yeah, so Winchester's, you know, we like Supernatural. I, I Actually, it's not about what we watched. I should have. I watched all of Winchester's except for the last two episodes. I read a little spoiler for how it ends, and that's kind of interesting. But uh, it, it did end on a spot where it could be the only season. So that's kind of cool. Okay. But yeah, interesting. Beetlejuice 2 is real. 
<laughs> no, it's the female orgasm of the movie world. <laughs> I just know it gets brought up all the time. And we're like, but they're never actually going to make it. It has a release date of September of 2024. Okay. Tim Burton's back. Michael Keaton's back. Danny Elfman's back. Winona Ryder's back. Catherine O'Hara's back. They have added Jenna Ortega, Justin Theroux, and Willem Dafoe. And this sounds like wet dream amazing, but I'm yep. not going to be excited until post-production. <laughs> <laughs> With having the original people back, they're going to like put their heart into it, right? Because they all oh, yeah. love these characters, and they all love working with Tim Burton, right? Oh, yeah. They have done it on multiple occasions, each of them. Jen Ortega, always great. Oh, yeah, Tim yeah. Burton and Jen Ortega, always work. Justin Theroux is amazing. I've loved him in everything I've ever seen, what little shit he's done. And come on, we're talking about <laughs> I get a Willem Dafoe here. Okay. Oh, yeah. This sounds fucking awesome, and it, it's the right time to do it, riding on the coat, coattails of <laughs> Jenna Ortega and Tim Burton. Yeah. Like, like hurry, d- fucking do it before you run out of time. Well, what's also cool is the Flash movie's coming out soon, and Michael Keaton's Batman in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like a you know multiverse, like multiple timelines kind of thing. And, I mean, it's just cool that he's you know coming back and playing Batman in Beetlejuice 25-plus <laughs> years later. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Batman. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, yeah, it's that's gonna be awesome. We got what a year and a half, but it's gonna be worth the wait. <laughs> All right. Radio Silence, which that's the team that, you know, did Ready or Not, Scream Five, Scream Six. They are working on an untitled universal horror film. Yeah, yeah. I say untitled, everybody knows what it is because enough shit's leaked. It's Dracula's daughter. Oh, okay. And they're kind of doing it in a unique way. It has a little girl in it named Alicia Weir. I recognize the picture of her. Uh, forgive me. I, I don't remember what she's in. She's younger, but she's going to be Dracula's daughter. And then Dan Stevens. Do you know who that is? Uh-uh. Did you watch that? Um, He's been in a bunch of shit. Did you watch that show called Legion that was kind of like the crazy Marvel horror show where he's like got multiple personality nope. disorder? Off the top of my head right now, all I can think of is he did that, and he was Beast in the live-action Beauty and the Beast. But he's been in a bunch of He's a good actor, so he's in it. And then Melissa Barrera's in it, which is Sam from Scream 5 and 6. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we'll see. They make good movies, Radio yep. Silence. And, and uh, you know, the, apparently they're trying to reboot the Dark Universe again. Remember they tried to that mummy movie with Tom Cruise and it failed. Yeah, and technically bad. Renfield is supposed to be like stage one of it. So oh, if okay. they're going comedy horror, yes, please. They they might have figured out the formula, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, who didn't like the old Universal like Laurel and Hardy movies and shit back in the day, right? Like it worked. It always worked. Yep. More on that later, though. <laughs> uh, Evil Dead Rise made a hundred million dollars. Oh, like opening weekend. No, 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 That's the that was the total global box office. Okay, a little that's total, over hundred million. Okay, okay, okay. That's still, nineteen million dollar budget though. Yeah, yeah. Evil Dead still going thirty plus years later, right? Fuck yeah. More on that later too. <laughs> <laughs> this one's kind of awesome. It, it would have been cooler if this was on the Andre Overdahl episode, but he has a new movie coming out called The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Yeah, which is based off of a single chapter from Bram Stoker's Dracula where Dracula's on the boat ride and murders everybody. And some people are like, how the fuck do you make a whole movie out of an hour? All you got to do is add characters that weren't fleshed out because Bram Stoker's Dracula parts of it, especially that part of the book's like written out of newspaper articles and letters. It's not like a book, right? Yeah. The way it's designed. And 
You can tell an hour and a half story about Dracula murdering an entire fucking boat crew. Well, look at the movie Blood Vessel. I mean, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I'm I'm totally fucking stoked for this. And Dracula looks scary as a motherfucker in it. They didn't make him look like, you know, a handsome prince. He's like a fucking bat monster. Yeah. Right. And he yeah, might yeah. have multiple forms, but it, it, he looks cool. I'm going to see it. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. We'll go into this more on the actual Andre Overdahl episode, but we feel that none of his movies feel the same. Oh, no, that's one of the most fun things about him is everything <laughs> right. slightly different. So that could make this a banger. That's all I have for news. Unless you had anything you wanted to add, you already did your Halloween Horror Nights. The only news I ever have. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're done with the news. Announcements. This is not our normal formatted episode. We didn't skip the director. We moved it. But Mother's Day, traveling, work and stuff, it, it was going to be harder to do the movie episode as detailed as we wanted. And we really, really wanted to do these three bonus episodes for the past three to four weeks. So we just figured we'd slam it all together and make one episode that is hopefully entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, get that guys to you just so you can go ahead and get one in May. And then we still plan on getting that Andre Overdahl episode out very end of May. Yes. So that, that might actually mean you get 13 episodes this year instead of 12. <laughs> there we are overpromising again. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how fast I can edit. And I'm going to be on vacation. That was the other thing. I'm going on vacation. So I'm going to actually have to edit the Andre episode that we haven't recorded yet while on vacation. But I've done it before. Stay up late. Hammer beers. Go to the beach the next day. He's got a goddamn plan. <laughs> got a goddamn plan. <laughs> but yeah, we didn't skip Andre. Andrew recorded my notes because Google decided to fucking fix it every time I typed <laughs> it, apparently. Uh, but Andre Verdahl, still doing it. I've watched both of our movies actually three times each to start on my notes. So, Oh, damn. I might have to watch my movie more times than... <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't started on my notes yet. I did do a pretty detailed outline of this particular episode, though, so that's kind of cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's hope I can keep it on track. Updates and corrections. God, I love doing these over a month after the fact. And I was looking at them, and I'm like, what fucking movie did we cover that these came up? Oh, yeah, Home Alone. And it just kind of like jumped up out of place, right? So here we go. Cameron Diaz is the name that we could not fucking remember. Yeah. And everyone probably yelled at their device the fucking name when we couldn't figure it out. Michael C. Morona is the actor who played Big Pete on the adventures of Pete and Pete that I couldn't remember his name as a Home Alone character. He's one of the brothers or cousins or something. And he actually still works in Hollywood. His credit list is quite large, but he's an electrician, like a master electrician on sets for big movies. Oh, nice. Kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Looking at this, I'm assuming I said I would adjust something for inflation, but $478 million in 90s money adjusted for inflation for the current year is $1.1 billion. So I guess Home Alone made $1.1 billion adjusted for inflation. And I guess once again, fuck you, Warner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Who can't pay your goddamn writers. <laughs> Peter McAllister is a day trader and mom is a fashion designer, just like I said. <laughs> but I said I couldn't remember where it came from. It was the novelization of the film, which was based off of the original script, which probably had more details in it. Okay, so that clarified it. Got it. Yeah, yeah. 
Zoltar the fortune teller, not Zoltan, as I said right <laughs> early. <laughs> I love it when I catch myself like very confidently saying the wrong name <laughs> and you not noticing it. It's great. It's in the horror tribute store and when you exit the mummy. Which oh, yeah, yeah. is that the horror tribute store or is that, that a separate store? It's uh well, I mean they're they're right next to each other. Like okay. literally okay. right next to each other. So yeah, that's that's where it's at. But oddly enough, it's not in my we're not to what we watch list, but on certain holidays I make my kids watch old movies with me. Okay. Usually Father's Day, right? But like for Easter this year, you know, they ate their candy, we did some Easter egg hunting and stuff, and we all had different Lego sets to work on, including Margie. All right. So I was like, let's put on an eighties movie and work on Legos. And we watched Big and forgot you don't see anything because it's like PG, but I forgot like there's a spend the night scene. Oh yeah. 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 But yeah. 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 With less clothes in the morning. And <laughs> I don't remember what I said to my daughter, but I made some shit up. <laughs> it was great. Anyways, that, that was not part of our normal housekeeping there. Another thing that's not common is fan mail discussion. What? Yeah. J Adam Dover is his name on Instagram. He messaged me and he wanted to ask us our opinion on a twist for the next screen movie that he had. And I talked to him a little bit in like a response message. It was like a real quick knee jerk blur, but I said I would talk to you about it. Okay. On air. Cause uh, I thought he had an interesting idea. He said, What do you think of the idea of Stu also had a kid? Like he knocked a girl up in high school before he died. And they've been planning things like the whole time, right? With another killer or something. So it's kind of like Roman because, you know, they're following the pattern, right? Like, so you had the unknown sibling pop up, right? So what if Stu had a kid? And that way you get, because it would be ridiculous if Stu showed up as a killer because no one has ever mentioned, and who's still incarcerated or anything (laughs) like that on the news. You know what I mean? Like it just never came up other than the random Kirby joke in six. Yeah. So I think it would be, kind of odd if he just showed up but it would kind of fulfill the purpose of having Stu there if you had his child and his child could have the fucking flashbacks or visions of the dead the bad thing there is it's kind of like they revisited their own well and go back to doing the same thing well and and see that that that's going to go into my take on this because um okay so Jay Adam Dover I absolutely despise your idea because it makes <laughs> it makes too much sense okay um, okay <laughs> and, and that's what i said to him i said like <laughs> if they follow their pattern of copying what happened in the trilogies there will be a hidden family member or sibling right but i feel like we said this on the scream six thing like i feel like they're gonna throw us for a loop because we're expecting it after scream five and scream six like we're yes. gonna expect scream seven to be scream three right well it's it's gonna be it's gonna be me getting pissed off because i want <laughs> stew and that doesn't make any sense this quote unquote gives us stew right in a way that makes sense and it's yeah. the whole meta requel thing so that right. makes too much sense so that's why yeah i despise your idea because it's probably right and it would be kind of cool you you get to see billy's kid and Stu's kid throw down to end the trilogy oh fuck that would be awesome man if they don't do this they fucking suck okay maybe it'll be like stranger things and they they will hear about this and then totally rip (laughs) off the idea of vecna and put it in a fucking movie (laughs) 
But we ran through so many possibilities ourselves, and I, we might have said one or two, like not necessarily theories, but it would be cool if on the on the Scream Six bonus episode. But we ran through like a long list of ideas the day we saw it. Oh yeah, like just writing everything, and I don't think either one of us thought of Stu's kid showing up. I don't think so. I don't think we went that on the nose. I don't know. It's just like it's kind of staring you at the face because of Billy's daughter. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. they like they did it. That's already part of this trilogy, and you know. It is following the pattern of the original trilogy. So we already had mom coming back, but it's dad this time to avenge the, the previous movie's killer. Like they, they did that. So really it would be somebody that's hanging out with the crew and they're awesome and everybody likes them. And you find out that uh, it's somebody's long lost kid. Yeah. Here's your gotcha. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There it is. Because I think it would be highly unlikely that Billy had two bastard children out in the world. But yeah, it's interesting, and guys always send us shit like that if you have it. It's it's pretty cool, and if, if you have something that we can't quickly answer and it, it's a discussion, we will do it on the show because it's fun. <laughs> yeah. What we watched, I have a pretty killer list here. All right. I think I already said the Winchester's in there, which I forgot to write down. There's actually a lot on here I forgot to write down. I took my kids to see uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie, which is better than it deserved to be. Oh, wow. And I don't have that on here. It's hilarious. Just... Jack Black singing his Peach love song and playing piano as Bowser is fucking phenomenal. Look it up on YouTube. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen the the other yeah. music video of him doing it, and yeah, oh, the live action version. Yeah. yeah, it's great. But all right, so here we go. I watched Skinamarink finally. Wow. Well, you saw it a long time ago or something, or did no, you watch it recently? We too? tried to watch it a couple of weeks ago and turned it off after twenty minutes. Yeah, so I turned it off three different times. I kept getting, but I was I was trying to watch it while doing something else, and I didn't realize that like there weren't characters and and dialogue per se, and you had to watch it. And I say try it again. Get in the right mindset. Pay attention to every fucking bit of scenery. Chew it up. Make it to the end and see how it ends. And then go watch some of those three hour explanation videos on YouTube. It's fucking great. Okay. It's, there's a, there's a lot going on there. It's a lot to unpack and there's a lot of theories. It's a cool idea somebody had. Uh, unfortunately, I feel like it's set up in a way that's hard for it to be mass consumed because even horror fans have skipped out on it, like Josh. <laughs> um, I skipped out on it, but I was like, okay, I can't do this while I'm working on something. I can't do this while I'm playing a game. Like I had to sit down and watch it. And you're just trying to figure out what happened to these fucking poor kids. It's just crazy. Anyways, check okay. it out. Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods. Watched it. It's horror adjacent just because, you know, we got David F. Sandberg, right? It was pretty good. I thought it was funny. I liked it. I liked it more than the first one. It was an entertaining movie. A couple of random ones in here. I went on a huge vampire kick. Okay. Primarily because I went on a huge novel kick and I found this author, Christopher Bullman, who... The Lesser Dead is my favorite book of all fucking time now. And then I read some of his other vampire books. And then I read every fucking book he made. Okay, <laughs> so far. Great author. But anyways, he got me in a vampire kick. So I watched this new movie or newish movie on Shudder called Blood Relatives. It's pretty funny. I, I can't think of the guy's name. He he wrote, directed, and starred in it. And he's had some smaller parts in movies. He actually was like an X-Wing pilot in one of the new Star Wars movies. But it wasn't like a big character. But basically, he's a vampire that's just kind of going around doing his thing. And he finds out he accidentally had like a half daughter vampire and she's like stalking him. And he's trying to like take her on the road with him. And it's just like a family. It's not family. It's not a family movie at all. <laughs> There's lots of profanity and blood, but it's like, um, coming of age, father, daughter story okay. where they happen to be a vampire and a half vampire. And it's pretty entertaining. And it's like less than an hour and a half long. All it's right. on Shutter though. I liked it. Then I watched the invitation, 
which came out in theaters last summer, I think, and it was like a not very good like CW era vampire show. And I say that as somebody that actually liked and watched most of the CW vampire shows. It was it wasn't good. Okay. Another vampire movie I watched, Afflicted, is fucking awesome. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Well, you can't watch it this weekend, but watch it soon. I think the wife watched that one. It's uh, two guys made, wrote and directed the movie together. They do it as a found footage movie where one of them's like a, a YouTuber and like they were supposed to go on like this European tour or something or trip and one of them got cancer and then he's like doing better. So since he's doing better, they decide to go on the trip and he hooks up with a chick at a party. He's a vampire the next day and like he's like, it's kind of like the movie Chronicle. Did you ever see that? Uh-uh. Where the kids get like the alien powers. Anyways, like he's doing a bunch of, look at this cool shit I can do. I'm Superman kind of things making a video and then he starts to get the hunger and shit and it's, it's fucking awesome okay the main reason to watch it i'm trying to remember how much money it was made for it's like they made it for like a couple hundred thousand dollars and it has phenomenal john wick special effects in it and <laughs> crazy shit the special effects are fucking insane they did it all practical they busted their ass on it the two guys in the movie are the two guys that made it it is and it's it doesn't look like a I mean, it's obviously found footage because they're like talking and looking at the camera, but it's like high quality. It's not done with like a shitty camera or anything. Okay. Afflicted though. Check that out. Renfield, Evil Dead Rise. More on that later. Yeah. <laughs> Yellow Jacket season two. I'm about halfway through it. I am behind a couple episodes though. The wife's pounded through that one. I I, I still haven't. I, I, I've watched a few episodes. I haven't gotten into it. We hit the cannibalism and my wife needed a break. So. Uh. <laughs> knock at the cabin which i enjoyed hey you've seen it now yeah i enjoyed it it was it was like a good slow burn i will say dave batista was the best part of the movie but he i was. usually say that about almost anything he's in yeah he, he, and now <laughs> now that we can talk about it, i just wish it had gone farther into the let's put it back on the news like i really wish it had leaned harder into end times world right. ending shit it felt very isolated when that when well not when the plane started dropping at the end i didn't i didn't want to go i didn't know how far we were going to go into it but i mean you, you can see it the planes dropping out of the sky like yes like i wanted like a hundred percent more of that yeah feeling in the movie i mean shit was about to get fucked when the final thing happens that they end up you know taken care of in their own way but uh we don't want to fully spoil it just no no fucked no. up shit happens my favorite part about it though other than batista being phenomenal in it was the um with it being a Shyamalan made movie you didn't know what the, you were looking for a twist and you didn't know if it was gonna be fake yeah real thought like oh fucking just kept it going like and they teetered it like on purpose and he didn't write this one somebody else i don't remember who wrote it but this wasn't just him on this one, right? Like, I think he, he directed it. But um, they did a good job of keeping you on your toes, trying to figure out if it was real or not. So that was neat. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, which was way fucking better than it deserved to be. Nah. It, it is fucking hilarious start to finish. And Chris Pine is like the party leader and the bard. It's just hilarious. It's my favorite thing I've ever seen Chris Pine in. I enjoyed it after seeing the one scene with the five questions. I thought it was going to yes. be more, more zany. I thought it was going to be more hilarious. Like I, it made me uh -huh. laugh, but I thought I was going to be like crying laughing, but it wasn't bad. It was, it was fun. And it was fun to see something that good from D and D. 
Right, right. You barely dipped your toes in some Dungeons and Dragons, but to you, you probably could, could you could watch the movie the whole time, right? Like they they figured out how to make something that was open to the masses, right? I, I think if you play D and D though, like you get there's a lot extra you could get out of it. That made oh it funnier, yeah, I think. there there was a lot of sprinklings in there. I watched a documentary recently that was just on the history of the artwork of D and D, and. And there was things that I was looking for, like that I'm looking for, like known known things just from the artwork. Uh-huh. So there was even Easter eggs for me just from that. <laughs> so that kind of shit I liked. Um, and it wasn't like you said; it's more open. Like Ginger was able to watch it, and like, oh, right. so it's a fun adventure, you know, movie. But yeah, it's all right. I like any part where Chris Pine's talking about a plan. Like, wait a minute, what's your part in all this one? The planner. <laughs> you already made the plan. What do we need you for? Well, in uh, case something has to be changed on the fly or the plane fails. So you make plans that fail. I didn't say that. You know, and then he's got like plan A and then plan B. And then he goes to plan C, which is plan A again, but plan A's got a stink to it. And yeah. then plan D, that's just plan B again. But yeah, but not has, everything's got a stink to it now. He's, <laughs> like, he's just so serious. He's the fucking writer that demands to be on set during production. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, he was funny. And uh, I'm going to give some props to Michelle Rodriguez. I think she gets cast as angry tough girl too often. But she's fucking great at it. She is. But sometimes it like. To me, like Resident Evil and, and Fast and the Furious, it got tiresome a little bit. They made her a fucking barbarian in D&D, which should be like the aggressive fighting character. And she did it. She murdered the fuck out of things in that yeah. movie. But she had a lot of character development, and she was a lot more than just angry fighting person. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, with, she had with, motherly without, scenes, yes. broken heart scenes. Like, she, she was good at it. It was awesome. Yes, without going into spoilers, like yeah. the, the depth of that angle of the plot subplot, depending on how you want to see it was great. I mean, it's like fucking obvious when it gets to that part, yeah. it's like, we all know what's fixing to happen, but it was, right. I was totally fucking fine with it. I will spoil this. I'm glad that they kept all romantic entanglements out of it. Oh yeah. Like even when you thought something might happen, they literally ooed at each other. Right. Yeah. Like when somebody does it. And uh, last thing I'm going to say on it, when, <laughs> when you go see, I don't want to spoil it, but when you go see her ex and the condition, yeah. and- what the what the person is like it's like it is so fucking funny and then the actor who portrayed the person i had no clues in the movie and it was just such a random you know what i mean no that shit was so good so it's like who you shacking up with now uh-huh <laughs> you're like because first you're like holy shit and then that happens you're like what the fuck <laughs> like there's so many good comedy gags in Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Watch it even if you've never played D&D. I promise you will laugh. Yeah, yeah. It's a good, funny fantasy movie. I'm almost done, guys, and hopefully Josh's list isn't as long as mine, but it it could be. (laughs) He doesn't have kids, so he gets to watch more shit. (laughs) Evil Dead 2013. I had to rewatch it. Yeah, we rewatched it too. (laughs) I already watched it twice. Oh, damn. I love that movie. And I restarted Ash versus the Evil Dead. I'm about to start season two. Oh, okay. I love that show, and I have played probably 200 hours of Evil Dead the game since it launched on Steam yeah. in the past two weeks. Yeah, yeah a lot, a lot of that. Uh, what'd you watch <laughs> besides Evil Dead Rise and Renfield? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we watched Afterlife, which is actually from 09. It's got uh, Christina okay. Ricci, Justin Long, Liam Neeson. Does this sound familiar at all yet? No. <laughs> so it happens real early in the movie. And like I said, Oh nine Christina Ricci dies in a car wreck and okay. she's 
trying to tell the mortician that's Liam Neeson that she's not dead. And he's like, here's your death certificate. Here's the cause of death. You need to calm down. He's like trying to embalm her and shit. But like whenever I remember this coming out now. Okay. Yeah. Whenever somebody comes by, she's like beating on the windows and shit. And like the whole thing leads you down this journey of, is this just this mortician's way of dealing with the ghost or is he a insane fucking killer? And these people are dead. Um, so it's kind of neat dude from, is it Amazon Prime? I don't remember. It's streaming on something. Season two is like three or four episodes in. Okay. It's kind of like Wayward Pines. You remember that show? Yeah. It's just really fucked up. By the end of the first season, you have no answers. None whatsoever at all. Okay. <laughs> it's one of those. Which but is always a gamble nowadays in case you get canceled. Exactly. Which we're going to talk about that yeah. in a second. But yeah, it, you need to see it. I don't, I, I don't want to go into it with you not having seen it. Okay. I was listening to a podcast and they brought up The Burning, 1981 horror flick. Okay. We watched that because uh, Tom Savini did uh, special makeup effects. He actually left the Friday the 13th franchise to go work on this was what happened. Okay. And it sucked. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a pass. Even for the makeup effects, unfortunately, it's a pass. Nah. The U.S. version of fucking Utopia talking about one season and then canceled. Okay. Did you watch this? Do you know anything about this? Uh Uh-uh. Okay. So I don't know how my tinfoil wearing fucking hat ass missed this. So in a nutshell, it's all, it's a comic book and the conspiracy theorists have figured out that this comic book is predicting corporations and pharmaceutical companies making viruses so they can use the cure to infect people with things. And you've mm-hmm. got the lead character running this pharmaceutical company and vaccine company who's making fake meat. Um, like there's all these things tying okay. into real life, but it's actually a reboot of a British show. Okay. They're trying to find this comic book. Utopia is the answer to dystopia, which was the comic book that was laying out all this shit. And somebody finds okay. the fucking comic book. And like stuff from the comic book, they start finding in the real world and like, oh, my God, it's all true, blah, 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 blah. And it leads up to holy shit. And then it was canceled because it was right at the peak of COVID. And they were like, we can't have this kind of mass hysteria. But this shit is so on the nose of some of the shit that was happening at the same time. But just the whole I do. They go to Comic-Con to try to sell individual pages of the comic book. And then all of a sudden people start getting iced. Dude, it is an awesome (laughs) fucking show just for the show anyways i had to gush on that one because one season you're not going to get any answers fucking awesome one more uh the tetris documentary i hadn't seen that yet was it good okay it is i like the actor in it (laughs) fucking phenomenal just as and i say documentary it's 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 a movie yeah it's like a biopic yes exactly just as a production and a fun ride absolute gotta watch it But if you're a nerd, watch the gaming historian episode where he does the whole breakdown of Tetris, because if you watch this movie and you don't know the real story, you're going to be like, oh, that's some shit that Hollywood made up. It's all (laughs) fucking true. It is all fucking true. I'm definitely going to check it out now. We nearly went to fucking war, man. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, that's all I got. Pretty decent list. It's not much of a backstory on this one since it's not like a franchise or director, but like I said, this was supposed to be three bonus episodes that were supposed to be delivered three weeks in a row back to back. And then here we are four weeks later, smashing them together into a awesome (laughs) slice by slice sandwich. I don't know. I think it's going to be great. Like I said, it's Josh's Bruce Campbell trip. Them seeing Renfield, me seeing it separately and us seeing evil dead rise together. We purposefully did not speak 
about any of these things. Nope. There was a there was a very brief minute and a half conversation in a parking lot after Evil Dead Rise, but I wouldn't let Josh tell me shit about Bruce Campbell, and I wouldn't let him tell me about Renfield. I had a bunch of shit going on personally, so I didn't even get to talk to him before, and then I just went by myself to go see it. So we haven't discussed shit about it. And, and like I said, something very brief on Evil Dead Rise. So this is going to be fun. This is going to be like first time for all of this for the most part. <laughs> and I hope you guys enjoy it. Let us know if you want us to do more episodes like this or would rather us try to crank out opening weekend of horror movies. <laughs> Some of them we're going to do it anyways. But yes. with all that being said, Josh, tell me about Bruce. So Bruce Arama on April 7th. A young couple from the southern United States traveled to eastern Tennessee to see Bruce Campbell in a cave. And that's really <laughs> what it was. So on April 7th, we went to the caverns in Pelham, Tennessee. Never been there. Don't know shit about it. We just saw go see Bruce Campbell in a cave and watch a groovy movie. The movie selection for this stop was Evil Dead 2. So how the fuck could we not go? I had no clue that you got to watch a movie with it. When you guys told me about it and sent me the flyer picture, I thought it was just like, Bruce Campbell talking, you know, like, like book of work, <laughs> Q and anything. I had no clue there was a movie involved. That's awesome. Oh, dude, it's it great. It's great. So I got to tell the whole story because it's fucked up. <laughs> so we make it there and the package we, we, uh, we picked is you get to stay at the smokehouse lodge and then you get to ride a bus to and from the cave and everything. So you can get shmammered. And, uh, there was also a VIP package where you got to do a meet and greet and get a signed poster, blah, blah, blah. That was like an extra 200 bucks per person. And like, fuck no, I'm not doing that. So, uh, the thing he says, you know, go get to your room. You need to meet your liaison in the, the, the lobby at whatever time. And we're getting ready to go do that. We're sitting outside smoking and this Jeep parks next to us. And, uh, Ginger's like, I bet that's Talon. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, Talon. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, our liaison. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's like, did you even read the confirmation email? <laughs> and she explains to me that our liaison's name is Talon. <laughs> and uh, dude gets out of the fucking truck covered in horror tattoos, piercings, scruffy as shit. And I'm like, no, he's going to the show. And then he turns back around and grabs a clipboard out of the Jeep. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so we follow him into the, into the, the lobby and he sits down at this table and he looks at our shirts and he's like, Bruce Campbell. And uh, we're like, yes. And he's like, y'all doing the VIP experience. And we're like, no. And he's just like, oh, I'm sorry. And then we just talk and we're talking about horror movies and punk rock and like how he traveled across the country on a motorcycle and shit. And <laughs> through conversation, we figure out that he's our liaison. He's like, oh, no, no, no. I didn't mean the full VIP package. I mean, you're going to ride on a bus with me. Right. And we're like, yeah. And he's like, oh, shit. What's your names? <laughs> <laughs> So he wasn't just talking to you because he's the liaison. He was just bullshitting with you. And then it all kind of came together. Yeah. Well, we thought he was there for the super special package, not the middle okay. of the road package. So the bus gets there and uh, we get on and uh, he's telling us about how, hey, I'm going to meet you there separately, blah, 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 blah. And uh, <laughs> he uh, he says, this is your final chance for weapons check. Um, so you will be checked. So if anybody has anything they want to take back to their room, now is the time to do it. And this guy in the back of the bus raises his hand. He's like, are you sure there's time? <laughs> and he's like, yes, there's time. <laughs> and he goes and Talon leaves the bus at the same time. And then the, there's the, there's like the MC on the bus and then the bus driver. So bus driver starts driving MC on the bus okay. is, uh, telling his story about, uh, weapons. And he's like, yeah, it's a good thing. Dude's going back to put his shit in his room because I was doing one of these just a couple of weeks ago. And one of the biggest gnarliest looking 
looking dudes I've ever seen was on the group. And they go to go in the cave and he comes back and he's like, hey, man, can I put my heat on the bus? And he's like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? And he's like, my heat. I didn't know I couldn't bring it in. Can I put it on the bus? And, and he's dumbfounded like me. He's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, my gun. And he's like, oh, oh, yeah, I guess that's okay. And he's like, you wouldn't believe it, man. Big, gnarly, I'm going to break you in two over my knee guy. Reaches into his to his ankle and pulls out this little bitty derringer. <laughs> and gives it to <laughs> And uh, so that's funny. By the time he's done telling that story, we're at the cave. So uh, <laughs> we get there and uh, we meet back up with Talon. And he goes, if you meet anybody named Wizard, don't run off with them. You know where the bus is. <laughs> okay. You need to meet me back here within an hour after the show. We'll do a head count. But if you're off with Wizard, you're on your own. And we start going to get in line. And he's like, just follow me. We fucking blow past the entire line. We blow past security, which was cool and not cool at the same time. So everybody else is getting wanted and going through metal detectors. We don't. Sorry, Talon. I'm not busting you out. You're doing it for a God and everyone. <laughs> and we get in and we see the cave. And I'll, I'll have to give you some pictures to post. And we get in. There's this fucking uh, <laughs> the stage is set up. There's this big monitor set up and like these four podiums or five podiums and a big QR code. And we're all like, what the fuck's the point of the QR code? We're 500 feet underground and there's no Wi-Fi. <laughs> like, why is there a QR code? So a bunch of different ones of us are like going to it and like, okay, it ain't doing shit. And uh, <laughs> we're sitting down, we get some food and shit. And uh, this couple shows up and they're going to be our single serving friends for the evening. We're sitting there talking to bullshit and, and she gets up and goes away, the, 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 the chick in this couple. And she comes back up and she's like, holy shit, I was just standing next to Bruce Campbell. And we're like, oh, wow, that's cool. Where was he? And she's like, right there. And she, and she turns around and he's literally standing behind us. And, okay. Uh, so he's got security with him and shit. And they're like wearing big cowboy hats and fucking got open carry guns and shit. Like you don't, it's right. obvious. Don't try to fuck with them. And, uh. He pulls out a fucking wireless microphone and starts introducing Steve Celery, who is the creator of Last Fan Standing. And of course, anybody who doesn't know what that is, I didn't know what it was until then, is Bruce has done this before. And that this is the thing. You play Last Fan Standing with Bruce Campbell. Okay. Like, I bet this is what that QR thing up there was fucking telling us. And uh, <laughs> Bruce goes up on stage and everything's intercut with him telling stories like, oh, this reminds me of this time when I was working on this movie. And this reminds me of this time when I was working on this movie, okay. all in Bruce Campbell fucking style. And uh, Steve's trying to tell us how the show's going to work. And he's like, everyone scan the QR code on the monitor, create a name, and we're all going to play. And whoever has the most points after each round gets to be one of the four people on stage. And we're all like. We're 500 feet underground in a fucking cave, dude. And he's like, you're in the middle of fucking nowhere, Hickville, Tennessee. What do you expect? We're going to do the best we can. <laughs> so four people managed to have service because they each got like one question right. And they get up on stage and it, it's more Bruce shit because he's like, you know, in which movie did I do blah, 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 blah in a cowboy hat? And everybody, including me, is screaming Briscoe County Jr. And he's like, no. <laughs> and like anything he can to like set you up for a bait and switch. Yeah. And it was just, it's so good. He's berating the crowd. He got to a Q&A part where, where somebody kept trying to ask stuff and they were being fed questions by the person next to him. And he's like, whoa, 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 ma'am, 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 are you safe? Do you need help? Can you blink? <laughs> and it's like the, the whole time he's doing that. So there's supposed to be two rounds where the four people go and there's the winner from that round. And then they do the whole thing again, the winner from that round and then head to head. So <laughs> when it comes time for round fucking two, 
Our single serving friend fucks off and I'm looking around. I'm like, I see ubiquity fucking access points. And I'm like scanning, 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 trying to get some fucking Wi-Fi. She comes back with the goddamn password. I don't know where she got it. So it spreads like wildfire. 1,200 people get online and crash the shit out of their network. (laughs) They come up on stage and say, round two's fucking canceled. Give it up for this guy. He just won all this shit. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the chick next to us gets pissed. She's like, this is bullshit, blah, blah, blah. She's hot. Like, mad, not like, anyways. Um, So she goes fucking off while Bruce starts doing Q&A. Well, they told us the Q&A was going to be after the movie. So it's like, what the fuck? Are we, we're still going to see a movie, right? Because there's a big fucking projector screen behind the stage and shit. So he's doing the, the fucking Q&A. And uh, this goes into his, you know, oh, you're going to watch the movie now. And the movie we picked tonight is Evil Dead 2. Now, what uh, Talon told us that he was hoping for was the stop before. Uh, no, not the stop before. I'm lying. It was some other event that Bruce Campbell was recently at. And they played fucking Evil Dead Rise. And it was oh. before release. Yeah. And he was so hoping that's what was going to happen, but it didn't. Because this was before Evil Dead Rise came out, right? Yes. Yeah. So uh, Bruce is telling the whole story about, you know, the first time I got really high on set, the first time I drank moonshine, blah, 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 blah. It was all while we were doing Evil Dead. And he's like, you know, it was just a couple hours from where we're standing. And, uh, right. you know, the, the people who live there really don't want you to go there. They don't want you to try to take pictures. They don't want you to take any bricks. They really do not want you to go to Morristown, dad, down kit. They really don't want you to go to Morristown, down Kidwell's Ridge Road and jump the fence. And he's like telling everybody exactly <laughs> where to fucking go. So, uh, he's like, well, well, here you go. Evil dead Two, da, 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 da. And you see the projector turn on and you see a windows desktop. <laughs> <laughs> and you see him open VLC <laughs> and fucking navigate to the file and play Evil Dead 2. And that just, I, that was, that was fucking bee's knees for me right there. And as the movie starts going, our single serving friend comes back. She's like asking Ginger, she's like, you want a poster? And she's like, they're fucking $150. She's like, do you want a poster? And we still don't get it. And she's like, one more time. Do you want a poster? And then she lifts up her other hand and she goes, I have two of them. (laughs) Okay. And so we got an autographed Bruce Campbell poster while we were there from her. Holy shit. That's awesome. I got the book autograph, but a poster would be badass. Yeah. So that was amazing. And she's like, fuck these fuckers. They can't get their Wi-Fi working because she had signed up for the super special package. And she's like, so I went over there and I got my, uh. I got my poster and they can't scan the thing because nothing's fucking working. So I waited a few minutes. I walked back over there and said, hey, I'm here for my poster (laughs) and got another one. Fuck them. (laughs) And I'm like, this chick's awesome. So we watched the movie. Bruce is gone. I thought you were going to tell me that she ran off with wizard. Like that's where I thought the story was going. <laughs> so no, 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 but we're wizard. Wizard does come back. So, okay, okay. so the show ends, we make our way out of the cave and shit and we go get back on the bus and uh talent hops on and he's doing head count. And uh, he's like, all right, so nobody ran off with wizard and we're all chuckling like, okay, this is a shtick. And he's like, so I've only been working here for like two months, and uh, one of my very first shows that I had to do up here, I lost some of my people, and we had to go find them. And when we went and found them, they had ran off into the woods or to the campgrounds with some hippie named Wizard. And that's why okay. I tell everyone that story from here on out. So dude was serious the whole time. Don't run off with some hippie named Wizard. 
but it was a blast. They do comic shows. They do concerts. It's a really, really cool place. I forget the other dates because I think the tour's still going on, but it was it was really dope. It was really dope just to see something not too huge of a venue, like the way I counted out, probably about 1,200 seats, and uh, just to see Bruce banter and berate the audience yeah. in the way he does. Um, great fucking time. I really wish you could have gone, man. You, you, I think you would have kicked out of it. I've always wanted to meet him, and even my autographed book was a scenario where I could have met him, but the person wanted to surprise me with the autographed book so much that they didn't want to tell me that Bruce Campbell's coming to the place they worked. Oh, God. That always has driven me crazy. I've always wanted to meet the man. Uh, I think he's hilarious. I love watching interviews with him. Did he tell any, like, Sam Axe burn notice stories? Like, any stories when he was on the on the burn notice set? Dude, too fucking many. I was going to try to note stuff, but literally uh, after every question of the game show was Bruce tells a story. Next question, Bruce tells a story. And burn notice stories came up? Everything the man has ever done, he told a story about everything. <laughs> that was, it was just cool because, I mean, that was a pretty big hit show on USA, and it was like an action spy show. Yeah. Right. With big actors in and Bruce Campbell got, you know, was a huge part of it. Even got a spinoff movie that was cheesy as hell out of it. You know, so it was just really awesome watching him, you know, be our horror icon growing up. And then he got to be a part of this hit show and he was a fucking phenomenal character on it, drinking his mojitos, you know, so. Yep. Yeah, he was great, man, because even up on stage when it came movie time, he's like, you know, telling the story of, you know, the first Evil Dead, blah, 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 blah. And uh, he's like, this stupid garbage piece of shit. We don't know what the fuck we're doing movie. And then look at all these assholes paid money to come see it in a fucking <laughs> cave. <laughs> like, that's that's great. That's how he was acting. It was so good. But by the time we left, he was gone. Like, the bus was gone. He was gone. Oh, yeah. Like, he wanted the fuck out. <laughs> I'm sure he gets swamped pretty bad. Too, yeah. Though. And yeah. the way they had it set up, like there's no way out. Like he had to leave oh, like, yeah, while yeah. we were watching the movie or he would have been fucking swarmed. Yeah. I'm going to have to try to see him somehow. Hopefully he does this again. I know he's getting older. He's not that old. Like I'm not saying he's going to croak, but you know, he might get sick of touring at some point. So I, I would love to see that. I'm actually going to use our uh, Twitter or Instagram account and try to at him, you know, and, and see if he'll respond back and, and say, I think I have, one more Ash roll that you can't turn down. I want to see you play Ash in the musical. Because nah. he could do it, man. Hell I want to yeah, see Bruce Campbell fucking singing What the Fuck Was That? <laughs> It'd be great. I'll it would swallow be great. all your souls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I fucking love him. He's a goddamn national treasure. I mean, he was on so many TV shows when we were growing up, you know, like all the fucking Hercules and Xena and all that shit. And Yeah. You know, we watched Evil Dead 1 and 2 and Army of Darkness just into the fucking ground growing up. And I just, I've always loved everything. I said, I, I watched every episode of Burn Notice every week. You know, like I'm a yeah. huge Bruce Campbell fan. So uh, it sucks that I couldn't go, but shit happens sometimes. And I'll just try harder next time. That's, I'm glad you guys got to go. The fucking poster, that is awesome. They have autographed poster. Have you guys hung it yet? Framed and hung it yet? No. And the serendipitous thing is, you know, all the frame posters that are above the movies and the big wall in the living room. Yeah. It's that size poster. So I just got to move some shit so I can put it up there. I mean, something's going to get dethroned. It's just oh, going to happen. We're, we've done some measurements. We think we're just going to scoot shit over and actually add okay. it and another poster. Okay. Well, definitely send me any of the pics you have for me to put on the Instagram of the cave and definitely a picture of the poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you guys partying in the nude in the field with Wizard. No, no. That's, that's, that's next time. <laughs> the sequel. Nah, I'm just kidding. All right, I think I want to save, you know, it would be natural to, to jump into Evil Dead Rise now, but I think I want to save that for last. I want to keep this in chronological. Okay. 
like say we did the bonus episodes for you guys, which we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you would have received them. <laughs> so next, I guess that means we're going to jump in a Renfield and we're going to do our normal opening weekend format, I think, where I just kind of like, because I take lots of notes right after I see a movie. Josh doesn't like to do that. Not <laughs> at all. the old memory. So, so I'm going to talk to Josh and then he's going to, you know, give his opinion on things I say. As well as respond and add things to the conversation. Jesse's going to remind me what the fuck I watched, and then I'll be able to add <laughs> something to the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we go. Renfield. It was a wild, crazy, fun fucking ride. Yes. It was directed by Chris McKay, who did a lot of Robot Chicken. Yeah. And the Lego movies. So if you've seen any of that, he makes batshit crazy stuff. It was written by fucking Robert Kirkman. <laughs> who is, of course, the creator of the Walking Dead comic, as well as working on the TV show. Forgot the writer's name, but they wrote most of Community and Rick and Morty, or oh. a large portion okay. of it, right? So just to let you know what we're dealing with here, crazy shit, right? Nicolas Cage was fucking amazing in it as Dracula. He was the best part of the movie, hands down. I wanted more of him. I wanted more of the campy, crazy, goofy shit he did. And then sometimes he did straight up horror Dracula stuff. Yeah. And... It made me realize not only did I want more campy Nick Cage Dracula in this movie, I want a real, actual, serious Dracula movie with Nick Cage as Dracula. <laughs> I did see it pop up in an article after I had the thought, but I mean, he could have been in his uncle's Bram Stoker's Dracula movie, Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula movie instead of Gary Oldman. I think he could have pulled it off. <laughs> after seeing him do some of those scenes, I'm not saying Gary Oldman did a bad job by any stretch of the imagination, but like after seeing some of the serious scenes, he could have done it, man. Yeah, like, yeah. he respected it. I, I thought it was really funny. I saw there's an awesome YouTube video that's interviewing Kirkman and Chris McKay and Nicolas Cage and Nicholas Holt. And it shows a lot of the special effects stuff and things like that. And, and Nicholas Cage said to get into the character, he used Anne Bancroft from The Graduate as his motivation. <laughs> Since he was supposed to be like a dominating person in a relationship. Yeah. So it wasn't Dracula. I was wondering which Dracula he used, Bela Lugosi or Christopher <laughs> Lee. And no, it was Anne Bancroft. So, but yeah, it, he could do it. I mean, Nicolas Cage gets shit sometimes. He is very much an actor that loves to act. Like, yes. That's why he does so many random shit movies because he doesn't care. He just wants to act in stuff. And and he liked Dracula and he got to do it. So things I liked about the movie, I, I like Nicholas Holt's narration over it, especially at the beginning. It was like film noir kind of at the beginning, right? Yeah. And, and you heard his inner monologue throughout the movie that really added to it because he's really good at like those quick quips. Like I, I love that show, The Great, that he does with uh, Ellie Fanning. He's fucking hilarious on that. Okay. But that part was great. The remake of the original Dracula at the beginning, <laughs> where they put them into the old Dracula movie, didn't know it was there. It was awesome. Yeah, that shit was great. Both the Knicks were great in it. They did a good job of yes. compositing that and everything. And it was just, I loved it. I loved all of it. I loved all the gags, the over-the-top fights. There was fucking blood everywhere. It felt like Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. Eh. There was just blood spraying everywhere. People exploding. I mean, fucking... Dracula turns into mist and goes into a priest's mouth and then goes back in a solid form and makes them explode. Yeah. Like almost the whole movie's practical. They tried to use very little CGI. Like obviously when he's in mist form and bat form and stuff, but like even like Nicholas Holt ripping people's heads off or slamming that one guy, he steps on a table like a seesaw and a guy goes flying on the ceiling, all wire work, the guy had to hang on the ceiling. Yeah. There's an awesome behind the scenes video you can watch. Okay. The jokes are really good. I thought Nicholas Holt and Aquafina played off each other great. 
there was lots of reoccurring jokes, which I love that in, in comedy movies. Cause I'm going to be honest, this is not a horror comedy. This was an action comedy that had Dracula in it. Yes. Right. But some of my favorite reoccurring jokes was the fuck Carol, right? Like the girl <laughs> trying to tell her story at the meetings and get interrupted. Okay. Just fuck Carol. Then I guess the sky jokes were <laughs> off the fucking chain yes. throughout the movie. Uh, this one wasn't reoccurring, but the fact that they have to make a spirit circle and they don't have any salt and they use mounds of cocaine was yeah. <laughs> icing on the cake. And uh, I could not unhear Sonic the Hedgehog talking shit and cussing constantly. Yeah, I have to watch it again just for that because my brain didn't know. And, and <laughs> so fuck. <laughs> Because he, he uses his natural voice as Sonic for the most part. And I just close my eyes and imagine Sonic talking about fucking people up for cocaine. You know, it was, it was really funny. The movie didn't do well and it was kind of hated and shit on on the internet. I think people went in expecting the wrong thing. I went in to expect a bat shit crazy, gory, action-packed comedy movie with campy Nicolas Cage's Dracula. And it was 100% delivered to me. Yes. And then there's people that went in and they're like, this, is, this movie sucks. It's not what I expected. I'm like, what, what the fuck did you think you were getting? Did you watch a trailer? <laughs> exactly. Um, man, the, the effects and the gore. I mean, just like, it was just top notch, man. Like, they, you don't see that in movies that often nowadays, especially like big studio movies. Correct. Especially with, I mean, it was just with real gallons releases. of blood. <laughs> yeah, spraying everywhere. And it wasn't even a war movie. A couple of things that these aren't really, I guess, I guess they are kind of downers or, or bad thing in some way. This, this one's minor. I Sometimes it felt like I was watching Warm Bodies 2 with Nicholas Holt. I don't know if you ever saw Warm Bodies, the zombie movie he did. Yeah, I know of it, but I haven't seen it. It did kind of feel like that sometimes. I don't know like if that was a bad thing, but like it was funny to get that vibe. But this was like a much more comedy-filled, action-packed movie and more vulgar and stuff. And it just really added <laughs> to it. The plot was kind of all over the place, though, because you had the abusive relationship Dracula Renfield thing with the um, like anonymous group where he goes to the church and they all talk about codependency bad relationships, the codependency. Thank you. That was all great. And I wanted just that right for the most part, <laughs> but you also had this police family drama slash FBI family drama thing going on yep. and a whole mob family story. It was and a lot. Like, they tried to tie it all together. I don't think it was, an advantage for the movie. I, I, I think they should have left all that shit out. Like, I think it should have been more of the meetings and then more of him being like Dexter and going and like killing the scum of the city. Yes. And then Aquafina still be in it. Cause I mean, some people bitch about her being in it. Aquafina plays Aquafina when she's in a movie and it, it works. Right. Like she just does it, you know? And, and Honestly, I thought it was one of her, her better roles, but like she still could have been a cop and there could have been a clue. I mean, the Sky dude's getting killed and his <laughs> girlfriend or whatever being in the, in the codependency group. She could have showed up at the codependency meeting. She could have got attacked in the alley and he still could have saved her. Yeah. And then she's using him as like a citizen detective or something on the case, not knowing he's the serial killer the whole time. They could have done all of that and, and it would have been the same movie for the most part, but left out all the other shit. Honestly, I think that was put in there just so they could have more fight scenes. Like, okay, he's got to fight the mob and the police, right? And they didn't want him <laughs> killing all the cops until the cops were dirty, right? Yeah. But he could kill the mob guys, but they could have just left out 
all of that because it made it feel like a different movie. And, and they still could have kept her, right? You know, like if they still could have had the cops and, and just gone the serial killer route and more codependency meetings. Yeah, you're 100% right. And you still could have even had the dynamic of the mob family, the dynamic of the police family, and just as throwaway lines just to paint yeah. that picture and go way more on the route of dragging out the story that brings us to the head instead of going yeah. like, it's this, it's this, it's this, it's inevitable. <laughs> what you still could have had a dude in there that played Tony Lobos, you know, fucking Sonic. You could have still had him in there and him been like somebody that he has to go kill at some point, right? Like, yeah. you, know, you could have kept all that, but like they put too much backstory in for all the crime and mob drama shit. Yep, which means we got less time for zaniness, which the movie yeah. leaned into beautifully but the knicks were great as renfield and dracula seeing nick cage like they even still had him do lines and things that are just nick cage from other movies right and it still works like so so good those were his ideas and they just let him do it like he's like you guys care if i do blah 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 like the rings he's like i'm rock star dracula i want elvis rings and yeah. like fuck yes i think those are his own rings probably <laughs> yeah and, and shit like that so and you could tell some of the lines are just ridiculous and you're like i, I bet he ad-libbed it yeah when he's angry uh near the end when he figures out that renfield's like saving innocence and stuff and he starts yelling and shit and he's doing all the hand gestures even when he dies yeah <laughs> hell satan <laughs> like, like what the fuck I was so into him in in that movie in that character. I there could they could have written in a reason for him to say put down the bunny, and I would have still been okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you have anything you want to add to it, or do you think we hit a lot of it there? You covered a lot of my pros and cons, like especially coming af- off of just go go with me for a second, especially coming off of the babysitter movies and thinking like okay. the zaniness that that goes off into and the zaniness that like Scott Pilgrim goes off into that's what this yeah. movie did and it could it had every right to go harder into it and just like it's camp like it was camp oh, yeah. done right and i think that's another thing that turned people off because they're they didn't they don't understand that this is camp right. it is absurd be, for the sake of being absurd not because we couldn't write a script but because this is the kind of ride you're going to go on yeah. And like you said, you don't really get that in major studio releases anymore because most of the time it doesn't work. And according to the money, this didn't work. But no, it's fucking fun. Um, Could have been better, but it was fun. Yeah. yeah. It's it's kind of like original Super Troopers kind of humor. Like there's just so many random things like like when uh, at the beginning when she's like, I think that's Tony Lobos. And her partner's like, how do you know? And he goes, I'm Tony fucking Lobos, bitches. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I think it's him. And then when he's running, like, and he grabs all the cocaine, he's like, I got a prescription for this shit. And he's throwing it at him. And the fat cop's like, is he throwing cocaine at us? And it just fucking the bag hits him in the face and explodes it. And he just snorts up a bunch of cocaine by accident. Yes. Like just, there was just random little shit. And the amount of times that Nicholas Holt would do more damage to somebody than he intended. And you just hear in his head go, oh, shit. Like, yes. <laughs> Because <laughs> he accidentally fucking rips an arm up. And when he kills the dude by kicking him so hard that all the blood flies out of his mouth and his asshole at the same time, <laughs> and we see the x-ray vision of it happening. I'm not going to say what happens to you in case you haven't seen it. But I'm like, oh, my God. I honestly expected the guy to look up at him and say, did you just kick me so hard that I shit out my organs out my asshole? Like, I was expecting the line, you know. But it's a lot of fucking fun. It's out streaming now. You got to watch it. You're going to laugh your ass off. Josh and I do love over-the-top comedies and horror comedies and stuff. So, yes, you know, I'm sure we uh, 
probably leaned into it a little bit more than some people. But honestly, I wasn't sure if Josh was going to like it or not. I'm, I was concerned going in. I meant to actually put a thing at the beginning that we were either going to completely agree or this was going to be polarizing. That and uh, and we completely agreed. <laughs> this was fun to use a, to use a recent absurd zany movie as a comparison. In my opinion. I was so excited for Cocaine Bear, and Cocaine Bear was just fucking yeah. stupid. I, I liked it. It no, wasn't great. It had some funny spots in it, yeah. but the the sum of the parts wasn't enough for me. But, but I'm just saying that kind of out there insaneness and humor, that, that these are two different styles, in my opinion. And that's that's where I fall apart, is like you take me yeah. too far, and I'm like, ah, we've... we've even stoners are, are losing interest. Like right. Well, well, cocaine bear went the safe Hollywood route. It did. And Renfield went the Sam Raimi, Robert Tapper, <laughs> Bruce Campbell route. You know fuck, what I mean? Like fuck you. I'm going to do what I want. I, I know we've said it's like 500 times. You, you don't get that often nowadays at all, especially not in a big Hollywood studio movie. I don't know how they got it out. I know. Right. I watched it today. <laughs> I mean, it's out streaming now, so I wanted to watch. I actually watched both the movies that we're about to talk, like this one and the next one. Oh, damn! In the in the past three days, so but yeah, I I definitely recommend Renfield. It's hilarious. There's a chance for a sequel. Like everybody's open to do a sequel. The studio has to okay it. Yeah, and they have an idea for it. I could see it going 500 ways myself. There's actually an article where Chris McKay and Robert Kirkman were talking about like where they would take a sequel. I was like, I kind of want to read that yet. Yeah. Uh. Right, but you you could definitely keep it going some. Okay. All right, next movie. I'm really excited to talk about this one. Because this one goes back to some of our younger OG horror days. Yeah, yeah. It's Evil Dead Rise. This isn't a secret, right? (laughs) What we're about to talk about. I don't know. I got really pumped the closer we got to the movie coming out. When it was very first announced, I'm like, I don't know who this Irish director is. I've never seen any of his movies. How did he get picked? And I'm like, well, how did... How did Fetty get picked? Right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they, they made a good decision there, right? Yeah. And then I'm like, it's in a high-rise apartment. How the fuck are they going to do this? And and even even when I got super excited up to the night before it coming out, I was still concerned about the high-rise. Right? <laughs> and then I go in to see the movie. And I'm just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go all out and you respond back as you want or wait till the end. Let's just do it like, you know, before. But I have bullet points that are not, they're categorized, but the order is not great. So just kind of bear with me, okay? Okay. First off, most epic opening title card ever. Oh, that was fucking, yeah. (laughs) Warner Brothers, the day before it came out on streaming, decided to release, was it Warner Brothers? I don't remember. I think so. Does Warner Brothers own New Line Cinema? Yes, that I'm sure of. Uh, It it was Warner Brothers, yeah, yeah. So they decided to release the opening scene of the movie. The whole woods, the cabin, the lake, and they cut it off right for the title card scene. I, that's coming up in my notes. That's okay, great. Okay. I, I'm getting there. All right. Actually, I think it's right here. <laughs> Demon through the woods opening. As soon as it's going, it's beautiful. It's like in full fucking HD. It, it's, you know, takes you back to your roots with, with Sam and whoever running with a camera fucking hammered down to a two by four. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it made me realize I, I'm literally watching the movie sitting next to Josh. And I'm like, you know what? I bet they did this with a fucking drone. <laughs> How easy would it be yeah. to do this with a drone nowadays? Like a drone is demon vision from the evil dead, yeah. right? And then it's a fucking drone. <laughs> <laughs> like they bait and switch you. Because a lot of people were pissed about this movie and said they didn't put any slapstick comedy in there. Bullshit. It's there. It's just done in clever ways. Yeah, and I'll get into it a sparse. little bit. Yeah, it's sparse. But it was there. I like how they started this at a cabin, just a 
kind of like bait and switch. I thought this was an apartment. Why are we at a cabin? Oh, yeah. shit, it's going down to the cabin again. But that was kind of like your comfort zone. And they had you there. <laughs> they started you there, and they end you there. Yeah. Right? Uh, so that was really neat, like, to kind of keep that uh, in-house, right? Like, like, like uh, on brand, let's say. Like I said, I was really concerned with how a high-rise apartment would play out. But I think they did an awesome job. The way it was set up, the way things happened, the way they got stuck and isolated so that it was still like being stuck in a cabin. Yeah. But they were in a high rise, which almost made it worse because you couldn't even run off to the woods to get attacked by trees. Oh, you'd be running off into what was it? Los Angeles? (laughs) I don't remember where it was. (laughs) It had some creepy, creepy fucking scenes. It had a decent amount of gore, different level gore than than Renfield because it was more... I hate to say realistic because it's not realistic, but it was more realistic though still, right? Like it wasn't comedic how they did the gore. Yeah, yeah, it was more grounded, kind of. I liked most <laughs> of the characters. Like I liked Beth a lot. Okay, she was the, the aunt, hero chick. right? Yeah, yeah, Okay. And I liked the younger daughter a lot. She was just kind of funny with Stephanie, right, and stuff like that. And, and like, I think you'll make a really good mother one day, Aunt Beth. You really know it, a lot of kids, <laughs> right? Like, like, like she had some good lines. <laughs> Alyssa Sutherland, though, as the fucking mom, Ellie, the the main deadite, she was fucking awesome. Like, those facial expressions she would do, and, like, the screaming and the crawling and shit, I thought, I mean, she has the facial structure to do it. Like, I've seen her in, like, the Viking show and stuff, so, like, I, I was familiar with her work, but I thought she was a fucking creepy deadite. <laughs> no, her, okay, so her looks and her fucking swinging for the fences with the shit she was doing, I totally dug. Some of her dialogue, and that's not not against her. This could be between editing or the director. Some of her dialogue was like, "Oh, could we have gotten another take?" Uh, vibes on some of it. That's the only only th- only bad thing I got to say about her. Memorable quotes was my next bullet point. I'll bring her up on part of that. Mommy's with the maggots now. <laughs> Fucking love that line. Yes. And, and whatever the one was about trying to get the creepy crawlies out of the stomach. Oh, I didn't like, like that. Girl, I know why they did oh, that, but I, I didn't it. like it. Well, eating the glass. Fuck it. I was like, that. oh my God. Well, I know, but I'm saying like, like she, she's trying to get the bugs to stop tickling her by eating the glass to kill them. I, I thought it was awesome. There was some more. Um, I'll notate next time I see it. I thought the Marauder was awesome. Like, I like this idea of there being like a main demon now. That Like, it started with Fetty, right? With the abomination. Yeah. And then we got the Marauder in this one where they like fucking melded. It was creepy as fuck, and it was, like, very much the thing inspired. Oh, 100 fucking percent, <laughs> man. And it was like a rat king of deadites, right? <laughs> there you go. I like the idea of there being, like, a main demon. They get summoned. I kind of hope that keeps going as, as these things get churned out. Yeah. Did you catch the hidden ash? The Bruce Campbell cameo? No. So he's not physically in there. You hear his voice. When they're playing the tapes the records from 1923 yeah and the priest is explaining to the people how he found this book and we're trying to translate it you hear ash start yelling no don't do that it's called the book of the dead for a reason okay okay and so i'm sure you remember that one that was bruce campbell doing it and recently sam and bruce actually sat down plotted the whole timeline of all the movies and the shows the red yarn and they canonized things right yeah. like they have they wanted to get a whole universe written down and documented and what was fact before they're too old to do it <laughs> in case this universe keeps going so a lot of this has probably been ironed out and the director said in an interview that yes it's 1923 but that doesn't mean that's not our ash uh, uh, I mean, he's time traveled before yes. 
So he might've been trying to stop the book from getting open because the director already said there's three books, which we knew there were three books from army of darkness. Yep. The only question is, have we seen two of the books or three of the books? Fetty's book, definitely a different book from the, the rise book. Yeah. But there's a chance Fetty's book is the evil dead and army of darkness book. Yes. Well, army of darkness had all three books because it had the same name. That's where it gets confusing is Sam Raimi changed the name of the book in between evil dead one and evil dead two. Yeah. Because you know, the studio and they got fucked on the footage. That's why evil dead two basically is a retelling evil dead one at the beginning and they couldn't have the face in the book anymore and all that. So he changed the name, but in the Fetty movie, it uses the name from evil dead one. So I still think there's a third book we haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, Ash's car, the Delta is there. It's there. That was supposed to be the cabin. Yes. Right. Exactly. So I think Fetty's book and Raimi's book is the same book. And then we've got the Rise book and there's still a third one. So they can keep the shit going. And I'll kind of get, they can keep it going in other ways too. But yeah, I mean, it's not unheard of to have time travel in this franchise. No, I'm totally fucking fine with that. Even in the TV show, doesn't Ruby time travel? I think. I'm trying to remember. I need. She to, goes I back need to, go back to the original it. version of herself to try to stop the book because she wrote the book or so. I don't remember. It's been a while. I'm rewatching it now. But <laughs> the demon surviving at the end. I wanted to bring this up because I don't remember if it was you or Ginger, Josh's wife. One of you didn't like that they stopped the Marauder, and then the demon was still there to get the girl. Yeah, yeah. She was pissed. I want answers. I'm Zach fucking Baggins. I want well, answers. <laughs> have either one of you guys ever seen um, Sam Raimi's Evil Dead? <laughs> the original one <laughs> yes. where Ash kills the deadites and then the deadite mows him down and kills him in the woods. Yes. At the end yeah. of the credits roll. Yeah, yeah. So that was on brand. That's happened before. Also, she still left dead. Beth left deadites alive in the fucking high rise. The neighbors were still alive, Like she didn't yeah. kill all the deadites. So the demon was still there. And like the video game, it, it's like a asymmetrical dead by daylight type PVP. But even that they use lore because it was approved by Sam Raimi and Tappert and Bruce Campbell and everybody. They all worked on this game for the lore. And even on that one, like when the deadites are still there and, and, and the book hasn't been like taken out yet, the deadite's still there. Like the demon is there. Yeah. So she took out the Marauder, but the, the thing that was running through invisible that tackled into Ellie didn't get killed yet. They didn't do a spell to undo it. They didn't get, destroy the book to kill. It's like tie to the earth. They just killed the form. It took when it materialized. Yeah. And it was even, and, and, and to lend cre- even more credence to that from the records, it even says, tried this, tried that. The, the right. only thing is complete and total dismemberment. He says, we even tried complete dismemberment and it did not work. So they literally tried everything that we've seen in the other Evil Dead movies and none of it worked on this one. So whatever this Necronomicon and Demon is, it's different. But what I'm saying is even that isn't saying that's how you stop the demon. That's the only way to right. stop the possessed. Right, right. And that's probably what he meant. Like they dismembered the bodies and then it still was possessing. People. Yeah, that's so the, I don't that's even the know only way to it. save the person, not even save the person's soul, but that's the only way to stop the possessed. That doesn't mean you stop the evil. It's like the only way to at least get that <laughs> incarnation to stop. <laughs> but this opens up two possibilities for additional movies. Three, three possibilities. Yeah. Okay. Completely unrelated movie with third book. Okay. The movie ends with the deadites still around and, and the demon out now in the woods. So I could be a whole nother movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Don't like it, but yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it would have to be like another family shows up to the cabin. Shit goes down. Yeah. Kind of like when the Nobi, like when the, 
she shows up at her dad's cabin and Ash is in there and she thinks he murdered her parents. Like that kind of shit, right? Yeah, yeah keep, keep going. I got, I got an idea, but keep going. <laughs> and a prequel in 1923 is what I want to see the most. That's exactly where I was going to go fucking go straight scream with this. Um, <laughs> we did. We did. And, and in all seriousness. Okay, so Fetty's reboot, requel, an sequel. I don't give a fuck about that part of it, but Fetty's take was very on the nose horror. It was very on mm-hmm. on the nose, scary, creepy. Motherfucker made it rain blood. It was beautiful. Oh yeah. Something this movie didn't do great, but did was try to bring back the camp. Now it's very yep. there's only a little, a little bit. bit of camp. Yeah, we got we got some. And I'm gonna go into that with Easter eggs in a minute. Most okay. of the camp was Easter eggs. So that's that, yeah, that's fine. We'll we'll get to that. But we but it did a little bit of that. So I I and it, that's okay. Evil Dead was the horror movie. Evil Dead 2 was, holy shit, Bruce Campbell's funny as shit. We need to make a movie that's right. just about Bruce Campbell. It was the funny one. And then Army of Darkness was the balls-out crazy one. It, if we play along with that and we jump time, I, I, it, it's canon. I'm okay with it. Like, that's the, like, like Scream. Okay, okay. Y- you got me there. However, I want to see a scary 1923 balls-to-the-wall horror movie, like Exorcist style. Like, bring Fetty back to do the prequel. I would be 100% okay with that. Like, make it dark. Have Ash be in there. It's like a time-traveling priest thing or something. You know what I mean? Like, it it would be awesome. But there, there's a lot of ways they, they could go with this. This franchise is far from done. All that being said, I still, I, I like I like this movie a lot. And it had cool shit. Like, don't let us, like, down talk. Like, the blood coming out of the fucking elevator and stuff. And 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 some of the kills and the goddamn cheese grater. And the tattoo needle towards the eye. Like, there's some fucked up shit in this movie. <laughs> they did a good job. It was, it was tamer. I also think it was more palatable to the general public, which might have been the intention. Yeah. I want to see an unrated version. Yes. I, see. yes, I yes, bet yes. it exists. Uh, what were you going to say, though? I was going to say we can even tie it back into the TV series and have Ash go to time jump again and even get him into the 20s from that thread. Right. There's a way to tie it all together and get Bruce Campbell back in and still do a 1920s one and have Bruce Campbell there. There's also a running theory on the Internet that the earthquake that breaks the ground open for them to find that book of the dead is the earthquake caused from the events of Ash versus evil dead. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's an internet theory, but I mean, it, it very well could be Ashley Williams fucking something up again. I don't care. Give all I care about is give me Ash while the man can still fucking physically do it. That's all I care about. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to message a man on our socials. I want him to do the musical. <laughs> It'd be fucking great, man. I, I want him to do a crooner style. I don't even know if he can sing. I mean, I remember the hungry like a wolf baby. Yeah, old spice commercial. I want that. <laughs> Easter eggs, though. I was really glad I got a chance to watch the movie before we recorded this a second time because I made my list of Easter eggs and I found exactly one extra Easter egg. Okay. <laughs> Watching it on a second plate. This I did pretty good uh, live, but. Here we go. The incantation got recited from playing a record or tape. Evil Dead 2. Yep, yep. Chainsaw and Boomstick were very much present for the final battle. Yes. And in a comedic way, because she fucks it up. <laughs> this one, Josh actually caught in the middle of the movie and brought to my attention. I missed it. Henry had his pizza. Yes. And, and the wife caught that. So I have to give her props. I didn't catch it. She did. This one, <laughs> I didn't catch till a second walkthrough and Googled. It was intentional. The Delta is not in the movie. 
It's the only Evil Dead movie to not have the Delta. Yeah. However, the chainsaw was painted with the exact color yellow paint as the Delta so that the Delta could kind of be present. Like it was that that paint model and everything. I, that, that's cool, but I got to hang on that for a second because it's in a fucking parking garage. It could have just been in the I background. Know. But anyways. I wonder how much of the cabin shit was added. Like I feel like that wasn't part of the movie to begin with. It is an odd bookend. It's odd starting a bookend and they could have completely made the movie and then just shot that later. Like, cause it doesn't involve any of the other characters. I don't care. Cause of that. Like title you just card. have the girl in a garage. I don't, I don't the care. That's I don't, the but, we, but we had to have that title card. So I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, that was my thing is, I mean, are they out of deltas? Can they not find any anymore? <laughs> is that the problem? Like the same way, not have a stockpile somewhere. <laughs> It, it could have been parked in the fucking garage. It, it would have been funny to see it like beat up on a tow truck. So even if they could have found a totaled one. Yeah. And had it on the flatbed of a tow truck, it would have been great. Hey, if there's any sleuths out there that's like, no, you dumbass, when they're showing this scene before Chicky flies back across the country, if you look down this alley, there it is. When I wanted to Google the paint to make sure it wasn't crazy, I saw the director say I couldn't get the Delta in the movie, but I got the Delta's paint. Oh, motherfucker. So they're in spirit. Yeah. So unless he accidentally put it in there and didn't realize it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There was some great throwback quotes that were used perfectly. Yes. Come get some. Yep. Where she fucks up the shotgun shot and falls on her ass doing it. I'll swallow your soul and dead by dawn. Yup. All three made it into the movie. The flying eyeball into the person's mouth getting swallowed straight out of Evil Dead 2. The eyeball fly ball. <laughs> the girl at the beginning reading the book without seeing the book the same way Cheryl did. Yep. Okay. And he had a fly buzzing through the entire movie, and it was the post-credits thing, which Sam Raimi in all three of the movies kept a fly buzzing sound as ambient noise in the background. Which was also used in Drag Me to Hell, because that's something we watched uh, right after yeah. going to see this, too. Because I don't care. The Lamia is a fucking deadite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so that's like very much a Sam Raimi shtick with the with the corpses and the dead things is to have the fly sound in the background. And not everybody's ever caught that. I don't even think we fucking mentioned that when we covered the trilogy. Probably we were not. Newbies then. <laughs> but that's very much something he did. And they did that with this film. And the post-credits scene, there isn't a post-credits scene. You hear a fly fly by and land, which was, I mean, there's the final Easter egg. Yep. Icing on the cake. Great movie. I liked it a lot. I've watched it twice. It's not Evil Dead 2013 to me, though. I fucking love that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I watch it multiple times a year. <laughs> it honestly, it, it's one of those weird things. Like, it might be my favorite Evil Dead movie. But, like, I feel bad saying that because the amount I watched Evil Dead 2 as a kid and a teenager and a young adult and how much I love it. It's kind of like how uh, Halloween's my favorite horror movie or my favorite slasher movie. But it's probably honestly Scream. But I can't say it's not Halloween. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I love Evil Dead 2, and I watched it so much growing up and in college and stuff like that. Uh, the first one and the second one, mainly the second one, and, and Army of Darkness was just always that fun, crazy action movie. But Evil Dead 2013, I watched the fuck out of that movie. I think it is like a pinnacle in horror filmmaking. I think it's the best reboot ever made as far as reboots go. Oh, yes, 100%. It was dark, fucked up, scary. I mean, we gushed all over this when we covered Fetty. The characters were great. I fucking love that movie. It just, it, it holds up. Like, I've, I've watched it twice since I've seen Evil Dead Rise, and Evil Dead Rise has only been out like three weeks. Well, see, the, the and the thing, and I'm going to stay on fucking Fetty's Evil Dead for a minute, because it's a remake, but it is so its own fucking thing. It's not. It's a remake, but also in the same universe, right? Yes, but that's what I'm saying. It's it's like, it, 
it's it's almost unfair to compare the two because they're they're still different. And mm-hmm. but I, I totally get where you're coming from. Like nostalgia, Evil Dead too. A uh, just balls to the walls epic film, Fetty's Evil Dead remake. <laughs> right, right. I read the screenplay to Fetty's Evil Dead like two weeks ago. I wanted because you know I've been like kind of on a kick going back and reading those. Yeah, or screenplays in general. The core of the story is the same, but there's a lot of like beats that are changed from the screenplay for the better in the movie. Okay. And Fetty wrote the movie with his writing partner. So like, I don't know if it was his writing partner fixing some of his shit, him fixing some of his writing partner shit, Robert Tappert or Sam Raimi, his producers fixing the shit. Yeah. I mean, even a director writing his own movie can write it and then he goes to shoot it and, and just fucking realize it changes on shit on the fly. Right. Oh, yeah. Like it, it could have totally been Fetty. I just wonder sometimes because like he didn't, well, he didn't direct that Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Nah, he's just a producer. Thank God. I don't know if you knew this. I might be surprising you in a second. He wrote and is directing and was in production. They started filming the movie. I don't know if the writer strike killed it, but Alien Romulus, he's doing the next Alien film. Oh, fuck. So make of that what you will, but he is the director and him and his buddy Roto, who wrote Evil Dead 2013 with him, are the writers. Oh, yeah, yeah. We talked about that. We talked about that. So. I'm hoping it's a banger, <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, alien movies are just up and down, up and down. You know, I think it's going to be on Hulu. Like it might be straight to Hulu, but oh, he wow. released a picture recently. Happy alien day. Cause whatever day was alien day, uh, April 26th. Right. Okay. That's the day he started filming. And he has like the, he has a face hugger wrapped around the uh, clapper <laughs> day on it. So yeah, I mean, they're, and it's in a ship. So they're currently making it. Uh, I don't think it's off of the Prometheus Alien Covenant storyline. I think it's just going back to Alien. Oh, thank so, God. I don't know. We'll see. Honestly, <laughs> tell me it's a requel and it's like the new Alien 3 or something. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we're not here to talk about Fetty and Alien movies. We were here to talk about Bruce Campbell in a cave, which just sounds funny every time I say it. Renfield and... Evil Dead Rise out of time because these should have came sooner. <laughs> but you guys know us. I'll give you another tie-in though, and you and we can maybe talk about it a little bit. It made me sad that Evil Dead Rise got pulled from Halloween Horror Nights. Did it? Yeah, the Hellblock Horror was supposed to have been Evil Dead Rise. Oh, you're talking about last last one, year? But yeah, it's yeah, supposed yeah. to be this year, right? No, Isn't no. It, the con- supposed to nope. come oh, contract. It was only for that year. I didn't know it worked that way. I thought if something got bumped, I thought it got bumped. I didn't know it got dropped. No, the COVID was the only time that stuff got to carry over. That was the only time that's ever happened. God damn. That would have been a cool fucking house, dude. Well, that's the thing. I want to go back and watch some walkthroughs of the house and try to see what was repurposed. But like, yeah, the like you just said, after seeing the movie, it's like, fuck, this would have been a fucking awesome house. There's always a lot of headbutting between uh, Universal and Warner Brothers. So yeah. that's why those contracts are usually very short-lived when they do get them. And they're, they, since Warner Brothers has started trying to do their own haunt stuff, it's gotten fucking weird. Yeah. Evil Dead rights are fucky to begin with. Yeah. They're owned by so many different studios and different things are owned by different studios that it's just, it's crazy. I've only been to Halloween Horror Dice the one time. I would die to be in a house with fucking deadites. I'll do the first year we went was Ash versus Evil Dead. And that was. Oh, my God. That would have been amazing. Dude, standing in line for for that house was when I was like, we have to come every year. Like, hadn't even made it in the house yet. And I'm like, I'm fucking sold. <laughs> like, there's. I uh, Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> and we go every year. 
Right. And, and we we love Evil Dead. I mean, obviously, we, we've watched so many of those movies. Me and Josh dreaming of being filmmakers when we were younger and just like watching like those movies. Like, we could do this. Right? Yeah. Like, we could beat the fuck out of one of our friends with cheesy special effects. People would love it. We're funny. Right. Like, I mean, it was, and then, you know, getting to watch behind the scenes of some of those things and getting introduced to KNB Studios on like, VHS specials and shit. Like, it was just like, Yo. that was our dream growing up was to be a part of that. Yeah. And, and we watched those movies in the ground and we went and saw the fucking musical as soon as it came to town, which we've gushed over. Um, I played a lot of hours of the game, the new game on Epic, and then rebought it on Steam for the game of the year edition. And <laughs> me and my buddy Nate are like 200 hours in right now. So we're close <laughs> to it. So I've mainly played Mia. <laughs> Running around with a machete, fucking things up. I was trying to figure out why she had a machete as her main weapon in the game, and then I rewatched the movie, and I'm like, oh, it's because Demon Mia fucked me up with a machete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I was just, I just remember her fucking wrecking the abomination with that chainsaw. Yes. Oh, so after good. she cut her her arms off, the director, I don't remember how much blood he used in Evil Dead Rise. Most of it, there was some some blood vomiting and some spray with the wood chipper and the chainsaw scene and stuff. Yeah. But most of the blood in the movie was used in the elevator scene, which was obviously a shining Easter egg, I feel like. Yeah, 100%. But it was awesome. Like, it was its own <laughs> thing, though, right? Like, like honestly, I didn't think about it in the theater, being in The Shining, to watch it the second time. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of an homage to The Shining. Like, they did it enough of their own thing that it was cool. He, he bragged about the amount of blood that he used in the movie, fake blood. And he's like, I'm proud of it. It's one of the highest used, you know, in, in film history. I didn't touch Fetty though. And I'm like, what did Fetty use? I couldn't remember. I Googled it. 7,000 gallons of fake blood. Sounds about right. Yeah, because <laughs> he made it fucking rain blood while Mia ripped her own hand off. Yup. <laughs> and cranked that chainsaw. Oh my God. What yeah, that is great people. What everyone envisions when they're listening to, what is it? Slayer, raining blood. Like, like when you're listening to that, like, that's what, that's the vision in your head. It finally came onto a fucking screen. <laughs> Anytime I'm in a conversation physically with someone or even online and they're talking about like, this is the most metal scene in film history. I'm like, no, no, no. It fucking rained blood <laughs> in Evil Dead 2013 while an abomination climbed out of the ground that was creepy and uh, got destroyed. That was something that was different that I liked in the screenplay than the movie. The Abomination actually had, it was kind of like Freddy. It had pieces of the, all her friends were part of it. That You know, it took the five souls. So like it could make David's face appear and talk to her as David. And then it would shift back down to the shoulder and like oh, Olivia's face would okay. come up. That was in the screenplay and that was fucking awesome. Okay. Yeah. I would have been totally fine with that. It probably was expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the CGI didn't turn out the way they wanted because there's not very much CGI in that movie. True. Uh, one more thing about that scene, even though it's not what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> we're sorry, guys. We love this shit. It sets you up to where it almost feels like, oh, yeah, rain blood. And you're like, that's going to stop. And then the movie will keep going and it fucking doesn't. It just keeps fucking raining blood all the way through. And the like emergency <laughs> weather sirens going off in the background. Yeah. And that was before that got played out. Yeah, it was very unnerving. And I don't even know if it was actually an emergency siren. It could have just been something they used to score that scene. And it wasn't supposed to be a siren, but either way, it made it more unnerving. For me, in movies, because it did get played out, it always takes me back to Silent Hill. It always takes me back to yeah. Silent Hill. That movie's very unmemorable to me, but I remember it from the game. 
I think the movie it's rough around the edges, but I go back and watch it from time to time. It it's I still like it, but that's <laughs> something we've missed as a house, and we've missed that. We've missed uh, hmm. we've I think we've missed res- when they did Resident Evil. But my point being, it's been a while, and they do bring yeah. stuff back sometimes. But anyways, sometimes they come back. <laughs> no, my my final summation: fun movie, rough around the edges in some spots. I love that camp was brought back in. And I, yeah. I'm ready to see the terror of, of Fetty and the the camp of the OG and give me something that brings it together and give me one last movie with fucking Bruce. Yeah, yeah. But guys, it's been fun doing this May 2023 update episode for you guys. But you're going to have to tune in for the next episode where we finally cover director Andre Overdahl for real this time. Yeah. Evil is in board. Powerful evil. As usual, guys, thanks for downloading the show and spreading the word. Please do not forget to rate and review us online, and please send us comments, questions, and suggestions to our email, sbspodcast at gmail.com. We would also love it if you could follow our Twitter and Instagram, both at sbspodcast. See you guys in the next one. Thanks for listening.